Welcome to the Simple Self-Care Podcast, your weekly nudge to take good care. I'm your host, Randy Kay. I'm very excited to bring you today's episode because today I bring you a lovely conversation I had with herbalist and artist Kristen Runbig. Not only is Kristen a friend of mine and a wonderful human being, but she's the founder of my favorite earth-based skincare line, Legome Body Co. I brought Kristen on to share her wisdom on winter skincare and self-care rituals, how to transition to using more natural beauty products, and simple ways to incorporate healing herbs into your life. We cover all of that and more in today's conversation, so please keep listening and enjoy. All right, Kristen, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's great to have you here. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm super excited to chat with you about self-care and herbs and plants and living the good life all the magic. Um, So for people that aren't familiar with you and your company, do you want to give just a brief intro? Sure. Yeah. So I am Kristen Runvik. I am an herbalist um, and I am the creator and founder of Log and Body Co. Um, So what I do is create earth-based skincare for people that care about what they put in and on their body. That's really what I'm going for, Um, especially for people who are looking to transition from um, a more mainstream skincare routine to a more natural routine that works. Um, Yeah, so I do skincare, but I also create a lot of uh, interesting content on living well and living healthy um, in our modern life using herbs. Yes, and I can validate Kristen's uh, wisdom uh, because I use your products every day. Yeah. And I love them so much. And I'm slowly converting Fargo with uh, us because I carry your stuff in my studio. So, um, yeah, I love it so much. I feel like every time I put on the the oil on my face, it's like like I pause and I take a deep breath and it just like turns into its own ritual just like using it like I would regularly a moisturizer that I wouldn't even think about but your products make me like stop and pause and be and really savor it you know yeah so so that's I love that yeah I love that and I think like a big reason why I decided to start this business was um long story short was I was really busy and like working in a tech startup um like industry and was really just looking for a way to reconnect with myself. And I was already making skincare products for myself and for friends and family. And um, Logum was a word that I really resonated with for that reason, for um, just this idea. So like Logum is a Swedish word that um, basically means not too much, not too little, just the right amount. It doesn't have an English translation. But um, I just love that idea of having just what you need. It's not so much about like, being super minimal, but having what you need and like feeling good about it. And so I transitioned that to the way that I approach skincare. And it's like, you don't need to have a million skincare products to, you know, have beautiful skin. It's like, if you just like, simplify, slow down, like reconnect with yourself, then it gives you that opportunity to just like, be in the moment and it feels so good. So I'm really happy to hear that that has been the experience for you. Yeah, it's so funny. I mean, I've known you for a long time and I've known like 
a lot of what you're about and even some of the motivation behind uh, Lagom, but I didn't know all of it. And it's really funny you saying that because I have simplified my beauty products and I have like, it's, it's so much more peaceful just looking in my, like the, I keep my stuff behind the mirror. Like I'll open up the cabinet and I'll just see like a very simple and beautiful display of the products that I use instead of like this crappy thing I tried once and never used it again or a crusty bottle of this, you know, like it's, it's really helped me create like a more peaceful experience and that I don't need that other stuff and I can let it go. And like, I do have enough of just good quality things. So it's working. (laughs) Yay. That makes me so happy. Yeah. Yay. Um, well, talk a little bit more about um, how you got into herbalism and um, and why. Oh, man, I feel like that's such a loaded question <laughs> with a long answer. Um, yeah, tell me your life story and your heart and soul. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much what's going to happen right now. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So when I was a child, I grew up in the Midwest as well. I'm originally from Illinois and I grew up in like the prairie. I grew up next to this amazing field, like field that just kept going and going and going and, um, forests. And, uh, my aunt, when I was a kid, she moved in with, uh, my dad and my grandmother and myself, and she is a master gardener and has always been into plants and always been into herbs. So she started this whole like medicine garden. There was like echinacea in there. And, a lot of other uh, like uh, vegetables and whatnot, but I was always really attracted to the flowers. And so, and then she would take me on like plant walks in the area and point out all these different native plants to the area. So that was kind of my first like true. That's what comes to mind when I think of like my true introduction to plants and like the ability to use them. And I remember like the echinacea growing in our garden and then the echinacea tea and like echinacea tincture. And I was, I was little, you know, I was like five or six at the time. So that was my first kind of introduction, um, to plants. And then fast forward, also skip like elementary, middle, like once I got into be in like a later teenager and college age, um, I got sick a few times in college and I went to the doctor and the doctor was just like, I don't know, just go home and drink some water. Uh, You'll be fine. And I was really frustrated with that because I felt like that it just wasn't a satisfying answer to me. I was like, I know that there's something wrong, but you're not really listening. You're telling me to just go drink water. That's not helpful at all. Like I could have just saved the time and stayed at home or like just, so then I just started like, like Googling, like, what can I do for this? And, um, I got really into like natural remedies and then that kind of transitioned into herbalism and plants. Um, and now I live in Portland our area. So I'm in the Pacific Northwest where it's like insane ability to grow stuff. Like we have such good soil. We have a lot of rain, a lot of the year, but we have a longer growing season. So there's tons of plants around that I get to go explore and I get to grow stuff. Um, and then last year we were talking about this before we started recording, but last year I started, um, this herbalism program here in Portland, um, that I've been taking and then continuing this year as well. So it's been kind of a long journey, but it hasn't been until the last couple of years that I really decided to like take 
my inspiration and my passion for wellness and um, pursuing a more natural way to heal your body and feel better and simplify and all of that. Um, and yeah, that's been like the last couple of years that I've really started to focus in on that and kind of identify that as more of my specialty because I've always been one of those people who like loves everything and mm-hmm. I'm really interested and passionate about a lot of things. But plants and herbs has been the one thing that has stuck for mm-hmm. the longest time, which makes me really happy. It makes me feel um, very like grounded. I feel like plants, you can build relationships with them and it's really not difficult to do. Um, even if you have like one plant that you get to know and you grow it and you learn how to use it and make medicine with it. Um, I've, I have like a million tinctures that I've made and different herbs and salves. Um, so yeah, it's been really fun. Like it's satisfied that maker aspect of my personality too, like really wanting to make stuff and being able to incorporate plants into that as well. Yeah, that's awesome. It seems like plants have always been just like this constant in your life, this like underlying friend and and guide. And it's amazing that now it's finally like, okay, it's ready. I'm ready yeah. for you to make me your full-time thing, which is yeah, which is really cool. Um Yeah. Yeah, because when I met you, it was you were an artist, or you still are an artist, but that was yes. like <laughs> that was what I knew you for early on. So it's cool to hear that. Has that your love for plants like inspired your art, or vice versa? Yeah, I feel like so. Going back to being a kid with my aunt around, she's also a botanical watercolorist, so I've always had that influence um, around and incorporating plants into my work has always been something that I've done. Um, so when I create, I mean, it's crazy. Like ever since I've started making products, I haven't done art as much, but all of my art is all like botanical related as well. Mm -hmm. Um, especially flowers. Like I really have a passion for flowers. Um, I love lots of plants and, and herbs, but my garden is just full of calendula and I've got like, I'm in my little studio now and I've got straw flowers hanging um, and just like jars of, of, well, not just flowers, but lots of herbs. Um, But yeah, it's pretty crazy to, to see that evolution from, yeah, doing the artist thing. Um, At the time when I came to Fargo, I was doing the mugs. So Mm -hmm. like that was really fun. And that for me was all about like, sharing positivity and sharing like living with intention and just like let's start our day with a positive thought so I feel like the why I do things has kind of stayed the same it's like wanting to inspire people and helping people live with intention and like slow down um and then yeah I've always had a connection to physical products as well. Like I've tried to do coaching and digital product type of stuff, but I always go back to this really like practical need for practical goods. Uh, So I feel really good about giving someone, you know, really natural skincare or a salve because it's like they can use that every single day. They can actually visibly see the results from that. Um, I feel good making it because I'm passionate about that whole process of making things. And I, I've always liked doing that, but now that I can incorporate herbs, because I do a lot of like infused oils and tinctures, um, so it, being able to infuse that process into my business and what I do every day just makes me happy. Like it's mm-hmm. it's fun how it's come, you know, for full circle. Yeah, 
Definitely. And it's just, I feel like it's proof of continuing like to check in and stay authentic and letting, Mm -hmm. letting that evolve because it's easy to get stuck on like, well, I'm an artist and that's what I do. Or, you know, we define ourselves by these things, but there can be this organic evolution. Yeah. And I think for me, that took a a long time. Um, I, you know, I did the whole, like I went to college, um, got, I started like, I, my first job out of college was in the, at a tech startup in Chicago. So I like got into the tech industry without even really realizing what I was doing. Um, and like, I'm still like, I still work with tech startups. I work with one here in Portland. Um, and like, I love that whole realm, but it's like, I, like I'm always doing something. I'm always busy. And then on the side, I always had these passion projects though. And so I'm just like always working on something. Um, but it's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'd like to go back to the idea or what you said about choosing one plant and really getting to know it, because I know there's a lot of people out there that are attracted to plants, but it can be a really overwhelming thing of like, okay, well, I don't know how to make a salve or I don't know mm-hmm. what that plant even does. Like, <laughs> do you have some tips of just like ways to start dabbling in that world? Yeah. So I feel like, I feel like all people, if you're tapped into it and tuned into it, there's probably certain plants that you're attracted to for some reason or another. It's probably just intuitive, but that can be a great place to start. Um, I have, for example, I've always loved flowers and I love calendula and don't know why. Like I just always liked it. Um, it's really easy to grow. So I started growing it and now that's like all that's in my garden. So it's, I I think like figuring out or just paying attention to the plants that are calling your attention. Even if you're walking down the street and you look in someone's garden, you're like, Ooh, like look, there's lavender or, um, you see some wild plant. Even if you don't know what that wild plant is, you can always take a picture of it and then go ID it later. Um, but beyond the kind of intuitive um, uh, aspect to finding a plant, you can also start with some of the basics. There are some plants and herbs that are pretty common and well-researched. So like chamomile is a really good one. That's a really easy, accessible um, herb that you can find. Like You can find that anywhere. Even at just a regular grocery store, you can find chamomile tea. So... I think that is a really great place to start. Uh, chamomile is good. I love nettle is one of my plants. It's like my favorite plant. Um, and it has been for a really long time. Uh, rose as well is a really great one. It's very medicinal and, you know, it doesn't just smell good. It actually has a lot of properties that are good for the skin and for the heart. Um, and of course there's different plants that are good for, so this is a kind of a, a different, different realm but like tying back to what you were you were saying about the balms or salves or like trying if you want to try to make medicine with a plant um there's multiple different ways that you can do that so for example calendula is an amazing flower to infuse in olive oil or some kind of oil and then you let it sit for two weeks and then you strain out the flowers and then you have an infused oil and you can use that to make a salve or a balm Um, You can also tincture it, but it really is good 
for skin or as even a tea. Um, rose is another one where you can infuse rose in oil or you can make a tea out of it. It's not so great as a tincture because it just tastes too good. Like tincturing is usually reserved for things that don't taste so great that you want to just like get over with. Um, <laughs> so like hops, hops do not taste very well. Some people like it, but, um, it's a hops, like a full glass of hops tea does not really taste that great. And it doesn't taste like beer. Like some beer can be really good, but hops tea, I definitely recommend people give it a try because it's an experience mm-hmm. and drink it in bed because it will knock you out. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Does that cover? Is that a yeah, good start? Definitely. I mean, I know it's also one of those questions where you can just start going down into the magical land of yes. incorporating plants. But yeah, I think that's that's good. Can you talk a bit about like if they do go to the store and get a tea, mm-hmm. like do you have recommendations on the products they might find, how to find pure ones, no, ones that yeah. are just a gimmick? For sure. So what I found in my experience when looking for herbs is that the best thing, obviously, is to grow it yourself or get it from someone who has grown it themselves. Um, I know, obviously, right now it's the dead of winter, so it's not that easy to find things that are freshly grown. So in that case, I would recommend trying to find an apothecary, like go find a little herb shop. Um, The major like the bigger stores don't have um, they don't tend to have any kind of herbal remedies. Um, there might be like a natural section in one of those bigger stores, but they don't generally have herbs. Um, so it's really nice to go somewhere that is either an apothecary or some kind of herb shop where there's a bulk section of herbs and you can go in there and you can buy them. And usually what is recommended is about an ounce. So like buy an ounce of, um, whatever plant you're looking for. And, there's a couple different tips on finding quality herbs. So it could be possible that you go into an herb shop that, you know, might not be super popular for some reason, and they actually don't sell a lot of their bulk herbs. And so um, usually they have them in jars, like big mason jars. So I would recommend opening it, making sure that it actually smells like the plant, Um, look at the color of it and see if the color is still vibrant. A lot of times, well, not a lot of times, but sometimes I've gone into apothecaries or little herb shops. And, um, for example, the hops are usually this like vibrant green, but they've turned yellow, which happens over time, obviously, but also when exposed to air and sun. So usually in those situations, if they don't smell right and they don't look right, um, it's probably not wise to purchase them. And, a really great tip that we that one of my teachers has shared with us is think about herbs wherever you buy them, just like food, like in the produce store, like you uh, or in the produce section. So if it looks a little moldy, if it looks a little like off color, if it looks like it's really not vibrant or vital, you don't want to be using that um, for medicine. So. And when I say medicine, I'm talking about any way that you use plants. So whether that's in a salve, a tea, a tincture, um, there's a couple other ways, but those are the biggest ways. So yeah, those are, that's my biggest tip is like approach it as you would like going to buy a head of lettuce and yeah, just see how it looks. Definitely smell it. 
like open up the jar and give it a sniff and see if it actually smells like if it's roses does it smell like rose or is there like nothing left because if it if there's nothing left there's probably not a lot of medicinal properties left Mm -hmm. yeah that's good I like exploring and I mean if you live in a small town you might not be able to find something like that but you might be surprised at what treasures are there because I have found like even in Fargo and like our surrounding cities like there are these little nooks of people selling good quality herbs and you get to like go into their little weird world for a while and it's kind of fun (laughs) so it turns into like more of like a foraging than a like going to the grocery store and getting a tea off the shelf you know for sure and I would also say that in the case that you just don't have access at all to herbs and you don't have the ability to grow them or don't know someone growing them, um, I get a lot of my herbs from Mountain Rose Herbs, which is based here in um, Oregon. So there's definitely an opportunity to get those things online. I will say Mountain Rose Herbs is a pretty big uh, company. So they, while they have really good quality and organic herbs like they're not like straight from the farm fresh kind of thing like they have been packaged for for retail so Mm -hmm. um, still good quality stuff but yeah if you can find I mean I would always go back to grow your grow your own like if you're inspired at all buy some seeds from somewhere um, and try to just grow a little pot of something and start there can you grow them inside uh, I guess it, oh, but like calendula or anything. Anything. Well, probably not in the winter, but as long as you have some good sunlight. Um, we have a lot of clouds in this area for a long period of time. So I don't generally grow a lot of things inside, but if you have a uh, good, like if you have actually, have, we don't get sun. So if you get sun during the winter, <laughs> you might have the possibility, but usually uh, plants, you know, to germinate, they need it for it to be a little bit warmer. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can also find start somewhere sometimes, like if there's a nursery nearby or some kind of like medicinal uh, farm, sometimes they sell starts. So those are like little seedlings that have already started growing and might be, um, might be viable. Another thing you can also do is start with culinary herbs. So like go to the store, go to like wherever you can find little starts, um, of like basil, um, and starting to use those more frequently in your dishes. So if you're having like pasta or you're having, um, a salad, take a little bit of your basil, your fresh basil and cut that up and then put that on top of your salad. I think that's, it's, it doesn't always have to be these like, um, these herbs that you don't know yet that might be difficult to find. It's like, you can still embrace, um, really easy, accessible plants and herbs to infuse in your life that are going to be just like great for you because basil on its own, you know, is so flavorful and has a lot of medicinal properties to it. So it doesn't need to be, you know, you don't have to order anything. You literally could just do some basil. So, yeah. Yeah. It's funny how we forget the simple things, like things that mm-hmm. are right in front of us. It's like, well, I can just get that at the grocery store. That mu- must not be cool. <laughs> you know, <laughs> why would I do that? Well, but it's like, I, actually, it's right there. Yeah. And it just makes me think like, uh, you know, honey is also super medicinal. It's not an herb, obviously, but 
you can do like a garlic infused honey or um, you can do a fire cider, which is where you take a lot of fresh. Um, so you take like ginger, garlic. I can also give you a recipe if you wanted to share. Um, yeah. But yeah, like garlic, onion, oranges, horseradish, um, just like tons of it. Um, and then covering that with apple cider vinegar for two weeks and then straining out all of the veg and um, herbs that you put in there if you do. I'd like to do rosemary too. And then you add honey at the end and then just bottle that. And it's really good for this time of year, especially um, just for boosting the immune system. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's super easy. Like those are all things that you can get at the grocery store. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Speaking of this time of year, um, yes. let's delve into some winter self-care habits, especially in regards to skin care, because a lot of people's skin get really sad in the winter yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. So I can share what my routine has been. Um, and then we can go from there. Yeah. Um, cause great. I get really dry skin despite it being a wet kind of, um, area, but you know, generally what happens in the winter is that people are going inside and outside frequently and inside's really dry and hot. And then outside is really like windy and cold and dry as well. So, um, usually in the morning I don't do much, uh, like I don't do anything too crazy for cleansing or anything. I just kind of like wash my face off. Um, and then just get ready. And what I usually use is either a combination of a tonic and an oil. And so what happens there is that you have, um, so my tonics have different herbal waters or flower waters. So rose water is a really good, um, it's really good for balancing the skin and hydrating the skin and then following that step with oil for locking in that moisture since we tend to lose so much of that in the winter. And so that's where I start. And then at night is when occasionally I'll do some kind of exfoliation um, because we tend to get a lot of dry, dead skin as well in the winter. So just something really gentle, something as easy as a combination of white clay and ground up almonds or white clay and little poppy seeds to give you that little extra exfoliation is super great um, for getting off that dry skin. And then um, following with a similar routine, but at night I like to do a cream just to like lock in all of that moisture. So I do have a cream, but you can also use, you know, whatever you've got, but it's all about moisturizing and exfoliating just a little bit and keeping the skin feeling like supple during this time of year. And if you're spending a lot of time outside, it's really important to also use some kind of like balm um, something that's a little bit thicker to protect the skin. So that can look like something with a little bit of beeswax in it. Um, or it can be a simple, there's a couple of different oils that are really good for, um, like, uh, winter skin and being exposed to the elements. And the best one that I know is meadow foam oil, which is, um, in a couple of my products as well. And it's actually meadow foam is native to this area. So that's kind of fun. Um, it's a cute little flower, it's yeah. like a little white flower and it looks like literally looks like foam, like in the forest. That's magical. So, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so how is that different from what you do in the 
summertime? Is it just extra moisturizing or? Oh, I forgot to mention cleansing. Yeah, mm. cleansing is good too. Cleansing and exfoliating. Um, yeah, so I think the biggest difference, I, and it also depends on lifestyle. So for me, I try to keep like my face covered so I'm not like burning my face off in the summertime. Um, but summer, I tend to use, so I don't have any products with SPF in them. Like I don't make SPF type products, but I do use like a tinted moisturizer to protect my skin mm -hmm. from the sun during the, the summertime. Um, and I don't tend to use as heavy as a cream during the summer. I usually tend to just use oils and oils can be, um, just as moisturizing as a cream, especially if you pair it with a tonic, but I really like rose during the summertime because it's very cooling. It feels just good to like spritz your face and your neck and your chest um, because of it. Yeah, it's very cooling. It's very balancing. It just, it's astringent too. So, you know, when you feel like your face is like super hot, um, it really helps with cooling the skin down. Um, so yeah. And then the, so in the wintertime, I mentioned the balm as well, and that is not necessarily something that I would do in the summer. Um, that just gives you, like, extra protection from, yes, sun, but it's mostly, uh, like, wind and, like, just being exposed. Like, if you're outside all day, working outside all day, mm -hmm. that's, that's helpful. So, Do you have any other winter self-care rituals that you like to bring in? Yeah. So I guess taking care of your, your skin in the winter is not always reliant just on literally what you put on your skin. Um, I tend to drink a lot of nettle tea. Nettle is really high in tons of different nutrients and minerals. That's good for the skin, the teeth and the hair and nails, like all of those things. Um, so yeah, like drinking teas and drinking those throughout the day for those extra nutrients throughout the, the winter days, especially when it's dark is really important. Um, I also do take vitamin D because uh, yeah, it's Portland. So <laughs> we don't get any sun except for the, the summer. Um, and then some other rituals that I like that I've been getting more into is making sure that I'm moving my body every day and just like pushing because I, I spend a lot of time thinking and creating that it's really important for me to move my body to reconnect with my mind and my body together so I'll either do yoga um, or meditation lately I've been going to the gym a lot which has been awesome and just like making that commitment to myself to, you know, ugh, it's raining, it's gross out, like, I don't want to go anywhere and doing it anyway. And like having that commitment to myself has really been helpful during this time of year, which can usually be a huge bummer hmm. for me. Yeah. <laughs> I like, yeah. That's, I can relate to that. Because living in Fargo, it's like negative zero for days on end. And it's hard to to want to do anything. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, it is important to have those kind of non-negotiable winter commitments because mm -hmm. or else it's just too easy to, to, to stay at home and stay cuddled in. Which is, it's nice sometimes to just hang out obviously, Definitely. which I feel like yeah. 
build that into your, your rituals as well. Um, what else? Spending time with friends and family and like, same thing, like forcing yourself to do it, even though it's like dark at 5 PM or 4:30, you're like, you know, you don't feel like going out. Um, I definitely get that way where I'm like, eh, eh, I don't know. I'll just, I'll just stay home tonight and I'll hang out with that person later. But like keeping those connections going, um, in person and like staying connected to people, Mm-hmm. Well, that's emailing them and like just checking in and seeing how people are doing. Another skincare ritual that came to mind is, um, well, skin and body combined. I generally tend, I haven't been doing uh, like a bath lately, but usually I'll do a bath every Sunday to kind of like close my, my week. Like I'll do it Sunday night before the week starts and do some kind of Epsom salt and put some um, like some kind of oil. So usually I just do like jojoba or, um, what's another one, sunflower oil and just put that in the bath and then a little bit of essential oil just for the aromatherapeutic effects. And that's always really nice during the winter when it's like stale air, doesn't smell good. Like nothing's in season. So nothing's in bloom. And it's just, it's like, it just helps with invigorating the senses. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm in the bath, I like to do a uh, face mask as well. So there's a couple different things that you can do during the winter to help with keeping that moisture in. But um, I like to just do a really gentle mask. And the best thing, honestly, is just a white clay um, white clay compared to French green clay or, um, uh, bentonite clay is that it's not as drying. So it's not going to, um, like draw out all the oil from your skin. It's going to just cleanse and smooth and like calm your skin. So I like to do that. Sometimes I do a lot of like DIY things at home that are beyond my product line because I like to experiment with different plants and see how they work. Um, and that's always really nice. Like, I just love that feeling of having a refreshed outlook, literally, like my face just looks like brighter. Um, and I just feel better as well for taking that time for myself. I think that's important too. as much as, cause I feel like winter, winter is kind of a time to go inward. And then I try to, I overcompensate a little with wanting to be around people and like do stuff, but at the same time, you know, being able to spend time with myself and slowing down. I have a very busy schedule, which I'm working on having it not be so busy, Mm -hmm. but until then, yeah, like building in those rituals. And I know like so many people are so busy all the time with so many things going on, but I think it just goes back to kind of what I talked about in the beginning with the Lagom philosophy of just, well, I've kind of taken like that philosophy and turned it into my own, which is like slowing down and just like, just having what you need, not overextending yourself and just being in tune with who you are and what you need and um, making changes when you need to and listening to yourself. Because I feel like a lot of times our inner voice gets drowned out by what's going on in our lives and in the world as well. So those little rituals help me stay connected to myself. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I Your bath story reminded me of a time I was traveling this fall and I it was ended up being a little stressful and I got back to the hotel room and I was supposed to present a, 
I was speaking at a thing the next day and I was just like a little frantic and feeling anxious about the event the next day. And I just decided to take a bath, but I didn't have anything with me to like enhance it. But I had your golden ohm face facial oil that I use every day. And I'm like, I'm going to bring this in the tub with me. And I used it (laughs) as part of like my relaxing tub ritual. And it was just like, made my life (laughs) it was like a lifesaver so um so yeah I just love that you know when you have products that are simple and beautiful and healing you can use them in so many different ways and that's one thing I've found with plants is like they're so versatile and they can go into every area of your life if you allow them to so um, yeah so that was a, a a wonderful moment I had with one of your facial oils. I, I love that. And yeah. I think that, that, that it's so true. There's so many different ways that you can work with plants. And um, yeah, you just got to let them in mm-hmm. and be like, yeah, it's cool. Let's hang out. Like, let's, let's see how this really, and, and like, there's some plants that, you know, I don't really drive with. And mm-hmm. then for example, like I, for some reason, and I feel bad even saying it, but I don't like rose geranium. Like I just cannot. How dare you? I can't, I just can't like, I, I don't know what that is. I know it's so good for the skin, but every time I smell it, it just is like, ugh. and I know some people have the same reaction to rose and lavender. Whereas I'm like, I love lavender. Yeah. I love, I love rose. Like I love these really classic, um, scents that are really calming and so yeah it's it's funny but going back to the the oil is like oil is super versatile you can use it for so many things like I don't just use facial oils on my face like I use it anywhere and then I put it in my hair and I put it in the bath and you know there's just so many different ways to Mm -hmm. yeah I'll ask you a question about the facial oils because that's one thing I get from my clients too. When I suggest it, they're like, oh, I can't put oil on my face because they're afraid they're going to break out or it like seems counterintuitive. So could you kind of ease that fear a little bit? Sure. Yeah. And I'll just say I, when I work, uh, or when I'm, yeah, when I'm working events, when I do a lot of face-to-face type of stuff, I get the same kind of questions where people are like, yeah, I don't get this. Like, I don't know why I want to put oil on my face, especially if they already have oily skin. Um, but the easiest way to think about it is that our skin by nature produces oil. And so what happens when we put oil on our face is that it just helps with balancing oil production. And that's especially true for people with oily skin. Now there's different types of oils and different, um, so like some do clog pores depending on how much fat is in them. It just, it really depends, but I've been overall pretty careful with what I put in my facial oils. So they're like quick drying, which simply just means that they soak in really well and really quickly. Um, so your face doesn't feel, um, super greasy, you know, like an hour later, which is one of the worst feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what I found when I've talked to customers who, yeah, were a little bit hesitant and then they come back, they're like, wow, oh my God, I can't believe that I've been living my life without this, you know, and, and they talk about their skin just being more smooth and their skin being um, not as red and their skin not being as oily. Um, and I think when it comes to, uh, if people are worried about breaking out, that's usually 
has something to do with, um, in my experience and what I've seen is usually with some kind of like synthetic ingredient that's been added, um, or they have some kind of sensitivity to one of the plants that's inside of a product. So it just really just like, it's very individualized to that person. But overall, I've found that everyone who's tried my products has had, um, or as has at least tried facial oils has had a positive experience with it. Um, and they do moisturize on top of it. So mm-hmm. they do moisturize the skin, they do um, protect it to some extent. And it just gives a nice like dewy glow to the skin, which is, you know, that feels good to look at your face and be like, Hey girl, you look, you look good. <laughs> Especially like in the winter, you're just like, Oh, my skin looks a little bit brighter um, mm-hmm. and happier than it normally would. So, yeah. Do you have suggestions for people that are wanting to transition into more natural products? Yeah, I do. So I think the biggest thing to remember is that when you go and buy a product at Target, they are mass produced and they have, you know, most likely a handful of synthetic chemicals in there to extend their shelf life. And then when you're shifting, most likely and hopefully the majority of natural skincare lines are going to uh, be like smaller batch and have less synthetic chemicals, if any. Um, And so what I always recommend people do if they're not really ready to jump into a full natural um, skincare routine is try like try moisturizing your skin with oil. Use like if you have good quality olive oil, or if you can go to the store and pick up some jojoba oil, um, and just use about a dime size, maybe just a tad more um, after cleansing or after a shower um, or before you go to bed, and just doing that and letting it soak in and see how your skin reacts to that. That's a really easy way to uh, transition away from a traditional moisturizer and also see how your skin reacts to a specific oil. And then another thing that I love to recommend people try is toners. So a toner simply is a, um, usually it's a combination of, the most common thing you can find is rose water, like a rose water toner at the store. And even just rose water on its own is a great place. So that would be, um, so when you cleanse, cleanse with what you're going to cleanse with, and then you would tone with the, rose water, you can either just spray it directly on your face or um, spritz it on a cotton ball and then, um, you know, apply that to your face and wipe away any remaining dirt and then follow with that, the oil and like, just see how it feels. um, See how your skin reacts to that. Those are like, seriously, super easy things. Olive oil is actually amazing for the skin. Um, So if you have organic olive oil in your kitchen, tonight when you're after you listen to this and you're getting ready for bed and clean and after you clean your face like try just try a little bit of olive oil and same thing like don't use a ton just use like a dime size amount um and spread that and see how that feels usually what I find people say is like oh my gosh my skin can breathe it feels amazing so (laughs) it's it's pretty amazing and I what I love too is that oil has been used for like thousands and thousands of years for skincare. So 
it is definitely tried and true. Um, and I'm glad to see that people are giving it a try. So, yeah, I, I love it. I can't go back to regular moisturizers and anytime I try, like if I'm, you know, traveling or somebody has some face moisturizer around, I'll try it. And I, it just feels gunky now. So I I feel like there, there is a little bit of a learning curve and like letting your skin adjust to having different ingredients on there. But most of the time it's just like a really pleasant adjustment. (laughs) Yeah. I would say usually it's best to give it a couple of weeks before Mm -hmm. you totally say, nope, that doesn't work for me. Um, It's just like transitioning from a a traditional deodorant to a more natural one. Like your body has to go through this process. It's like the skin acclimates. So it's like if you're using a specific moisturizer that's from Target or whatever, and you've been using that for like five years or 10 years, and then you transition to this thing that's like literally one ingredient, like it's just oil, your skin might be like, I'm confused, but (laughs) those, it just needs to go through that process. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I don't think that breakouts are a bad thing. I don't think that um, that necessarily means that there's anything wrong. I think sometimes that's just the skin being like, all right, let's like start to detox and get some of this stuff out of our system and it's just trying to get used to a totally different thing that's on it yeah yeah for sure I mean it's like changing your diet too there has to be a a detoxing and a letting go and then Mm -hmm. you start to feel awesome so yeah um do you have any recommendations for cleansers um so I'm working on a cleanser at the moment which is going to be yeah it's an oil cleanser so it's not like a gel cleanser or anything um But I have been, um, well, what I would recommend is looking for something that's gentle, look for something that doesn't have a ton of ingredients in it. Oil cleanser, uh, oil cleansers are really amazing and you can actually do them at home on your own. You don't need to even buy them from anyone. You literally just need, um, like some kind of affordable oil. Usually like sunflower is one of the cheapest. Um, and then combining that with a little bit of castor oil and using that on your skin. So rubbing it into your skin, same thing, like take a, you know, maybe like a quarter size amount and rub that in. And then once you've rubbed that in for about a minute, then you can take a warm washcloth and just lay that over your face and like have that quiet moment to yourself and just like breathe in that nice, like steamy, especially during the winter. That feels good. The nice, like steamy, hot um, washcloth and then use that to like gently exfoliate. So, and then when you're done, your skin is already mostly moisturized and it's, but it's clean, which it feels great. Um, for what I'm using for a cleanser right now, I am trying to think of the brand name. Um, it's a vegan brand. They, I think it's called Derma E or something like that. Um, but it's a higher, I can never say this word. It has the specific acid, the Mm -hmm. hyaluronic acid in there that helps with um, just like keeping your skin. So I just, I struggle with dry skin and that specific acid is naturally occurring in the skin. So when you use products that have it in there, then it just helps with keeping your skin um, moisturized. So I know this happens a lot where people wash their face and their face is like painfully dry afterwards. And with this one, it happens a little bit, but overall, I'm like, whoa, my skin feels actually really good right now. Um, 
So that's good. But I would just, yeah, I would go back to like, just if you're trying to transition specifically from, um, you, or maybe people don't even use a cleanser, like maybe you don't use a cleanser at all. Um, one thing I would recommend not doing is using like baby wipes or, um, just like a bar of soap, Mm -hmm. like a dial bar of soap. Um, that stuff is, it's too stripping. Well, maybe not the baby wipes, but that's not really for your face. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But yeah, I think just keeping it simple, but keeping it gentle too is the most helpful thing. And like I said, oil, oil is a winner all the way around. So Mm -hmm. I would recommend trying that out as well. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to try the oil cleanser. I, since I've been like, transitioning for a long time and my makeup line is a lot cleaner too I don't really use any cleanser I just use a washcloth and kind of just I don't know give it a once over and it seems to that seems to work the best for my skin but that's taken a little while to get to that point but yeah yeah that's it's good stuff I'm like really excited hearing you talk and like listeners being like, oh, I can do this. It's not that complicated. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully. Well, it's, really, it's really not. I mean, I feel like uh, when it comes to skincare and just like body care, like skincare is so related to the way that you take care of your body overall. So I just encourage anybody who's listening to just like out of everything that we talked about in this whole conversation, like take one of those things and try it, whether that's like going to an apothecary and trying like a chamomile tea or like getting seeds to try and grow calendula the summer or trying olive oil on your skin tonight. Like just try one thing um, and see how it feels and, you know, try it again and again and it's going to feel hopefully good, you know, and stick. So yeah. That's awesome. It's pretty awesome. Like, yeah, natural. I, I resonate with what you said about like the skincare. So my skincare, uh, ritual is not super long. Like I literally, like I said, I just like throw, I don't throw water in my face, but I splash <laughs> my water. I splash my face with some water in the morning and that's pretty much it. And then at night, um, I don't wear a lot of makeup either because I feel like if you're taking good care of your skin and your body, I mean, obviously there are some, um, some folks who experience different kind of like chronic skin issues and illnesses that contribute to that. But overall, I think that if you have a positive relationship with your skin and your body, that those two things work in tandem together. And it's just like skin is so related to, how you treat your body. So I think that's really important and not to be overlooked. So yeah, if you're not, not interested in like natural skincare, well, that's okay. But like, go try, go try some herbal tea and see how that feels over time. Yeah. I I like that it fits in with that theme of instead of attacking your skin with more like, Oh, I have acne or oh, I have this, I need this product and this product, this product. It's like, actually, you might just need to chill out and put less on your face and you might, that might be the healing that you need. Yes, definitely. Yeah. I've definitely had customers who've told me like, Oh, I had acne and I use like seven different products and 
um, I don't know what I'm doing wrong and it just won't go away kind of thing. And then they just add in, you know, they, they take away one of those products and then they add in a natural product and things start to change. And then obviously that's encouraging for those people. Um, and that's like, I love that. Like I, I'm really getting more and more like excited about helping people transition from using uh, more mainstream stuff and transitioning to a more healthy lifestyle. Um, because when I first started my business, I was kind of, kind of just imagine that I would just attract people who were like already into natural skincare and they were just looking for like a new skincare line. But I've realized after being in business for this will be my second year that like the majority of people who come to me have these like chronic skin issues that they can't seem to get rid of and they can't seem like nothing's working for them. And they're just like, I don't know, just tell me what's going to work like, and I'll try it. Um, and then it starts to work for them and then they're really encouraged by it. And I think that's really awesome to be a part of that, uh, relationship between someone and their skin where they can say like, oh man, like I don't need to spend, you know, all this money on these like medications for acne because I can start doing this in my skincare ritual and feel better mm-hmm. and like see visible like improvements and just like I love that um I've had a couple of those situations recently which is why that came to mind where people have had um yeah just like acne issues and then working with them and sharing like what I think you know from my line what would be complementary to what they need and then having it work for them which is amazing I love being able to to do that so that's exciting. I am really like pumped about that. And one other thing that I want to share about that is that from some of my research on acne, one of the like best plants um, that I've come across for addressing acne is yarrow, the yarrow plant. So I've got a couple products with the yarrow essential oil in it, mm-hmm. which you can, you can find yourself. Um, it's not super super common um it also grows wild so I don't know I'm not sure if it's actually if it actually grows where you're at but that is a good plant to look into and it can also be taken as a tea so that is something to look into if you deal with acne at all or any other kind of inflammatory skin issues yeah and people can always reach out to you and I you do some some well I know you're always good at answering my questions <laughs> via email <laughs> but um people can reach out to you for for more guidance on this kind of thing yeah for sure um yeah if anybody listening um if you need guidance on how to get started or if you're interested about my products like I'm happy to talk with you about either one of those um of course, I love when people buy my products, but overall, it's just about getting people on this more natural way of treating their skin. So like we were talking about earlier, like rose water and oil, um, you know, I can, I'm, I'm happy to give people pointers on, you know, where they're at in that journey. Yeah. Awesome. So how can people find you? You can find my online shop at logumbody.co, which is L-A-G-O-M-B-O-D-Y.co. And then my Instagram is the same. It's just um, logumbodyco is my handle on there. And then my email address, if you want to get in touch, is just kristen at logumbody.co. 
Awesome. Yeah. And I'll have links to that in the show notes on my website as well. But Perfect. yeah, well, thank you. This has been such a, an educational chat and I'm yes. excited to, to grow some plants this summer. It's my goal. I'm yeah, like, I have, <laughs> I haven't always been like the most green thumb. Um, but my love for plants is so strong that I feel like I can do it. Yeah. What are so. you thinking about growing? I don't even know. <laughs> I like I get intimidated about thinking about it. I know for sure I want like an herb, an herb container of some sort. So yeah. I can just I love just picking fresh herbs and throwing them in things. So that's where I'm going to start. I might get into some flowers and stuff too, but Yeah. Awesome. Well, good luck with that. I'm also going to be doing a medicinal herb garden this year. I used to do food, but I don't know. I find food a little bit boring. Yeah. Growing it at least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like the herbs and the plant or the, the flowers and whatnot. Yeah. So More instant awesome. gratification. Yes. So. <laughs> well, we'll have to compare notes. So we will. We All right. Will. Well, thank you so much, Kristen. Thank you, Randy. It was super fun. I'm glad that we finally got the chance to chat about all things skincare and plants and wellness and winter rituals and yes. good life, good living. All good stuff. Yes. Simplifying your beauty routine and bringing in healing herbs can feel overwhelming, but like Kristen said, it's through the little rituals that we can connect deeply with ourselves. I know that I can't wait to try some of Kristen's suggestions and the link to her website and some of the recipes she mentioned are in the show notes. You can find the show notes for this episode over at naturallyrandyk.com slash podcast and that's naturally r-a-n-d-i-k-a-y dot com slash podcast and while you're there you can sign up to get this podcast plus more insights and love notes from me right to your inbox by subscribing to my free weekly newsletter. It's a great way to never miss an episode and stay connected on a more personal level. Tune in next week for more of the self-care love, but until then, take good care and enjoy the journey.